Welcome to the Optimist Chronicles, your emotional safe space to explore and be whoever you are and feel all of your feelings. I'm your host, Anna Marie Green, clinical therapist, expert anxiety coach, intuitive healer, and soul-led optimist, here to bring you all the topics and conversations to help you become more of yourself and see life in a more positive view. Let's get it. Hi guys, before the episode begins, I wanted to hop on here and just let you know that my February calendar for anxiety readings is now open. If you have been curious about um, what an anxiety reading is, or you've been interested in scheduling one, now is a great time. An anxiety reading is an energetic healing and reading where I connect with the energy of your anxiety and pull the specific root causes, um, where it's impacting your life the most, um, and then the specific and tangible steps to heal and process your specific wounds that are triggering, causing the anxiety to kind of take over and prevent you from moving forward. There's also a really fun part at the end of the reading where I talk about how to use your anxiety to manifest. So if you're curious or someone you know would benefit from this reading, head to the show notes and find out more information on Instagram, or you can go to my website directly and book an appointment. I can't wait to see you guys then. Enjoy the show. Hi guys. Happy Wednesday. Sorry about missing you last week. I got a really weird stomach bug. It wasn't even weird. It was just terrible. But this week I am so excited because I have a wonderful, fantastic person on this week's episode. I had the privilege of meeting her and getting to work with her with some of the um, stuff that I've done with Nikki and my intuitive healing and all that kind of stuff. And she is just one of the most brilliant people. And she adds so much like structure to life in general. I absolutely love her. Her name is Danica Kalichi. She is the president of Nikki Novo Co., where she leads business strategy and marketing for the company. On the side of that, she owns her own business, Kalichi Co., where she provides business consulting to entrepreneurs in the wellness space. And when I tell you guys that she is literally so brilliant and so great at what she does. I feel like every single time that I talk to her, I have a light bulb moment. So I'm like, oh, yes, of course. She is has like a wealth of information and experience. And I'm so excited and I'm so blessed that she agreed to come on and share this information with you guys and also just getting to interact with her and get to know her over the last six months has been such a privilege. I am so excited for you guys. So let's get into it. We are discussing everything from like, you know, changing jobs, persevering when things are really shitty, especially in a job and how to pivot and to become you know, everything that you've been dreaming of becoming, especially when things change. Okay. Enjoy the episode. See you guys afterwards. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to Danica, my, one of my really good friends and somebody that I consider a mentor. I'm so excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking about lots of different things, but especially kind of how to uh, persevere in the face of diversity. She has a lifetime of wisdom and knowledge. Um, so Danica, hi, what introduce yourself. 
Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, I love Anna Marie. She <laughs> was in one of the business programs that I hosted with my boss, Nikki Novo. Um, gosh, what to say about myself? Well, I'm the president of Nikki Novo Co., which um, is basically like an intuition development company, I guess you could say. So run by Nikki Novo, who's a spiritual mentor, intuitive. And then we have a bunch of online programs um, like Anna Marie took, which was, you took it when it was called Soul Teacher, yes. right? Yes, yes. Yeah. that was the last one, the one in the, yes. in the last cohort of that. Yes. Yeah, so now we call it Soul Reading Method, which is basically just an intuition certification program. So I'm the president of the company. So I do all of our business strategy and marketing strategy, all that behind the scenes kind of stuff. Awesome. So Danica, I asked everyone this on the podcast, but what does it mean to be an optimist to you and how do you connect with your inner optimist? Such a good question. To me, I think being an optimist is, you know, sort of seeing the brighter side of things, um, you know, the positive side, but not in a toxic positive way, because yeah. I like, I know we're both not here for like toxic positivity. Um, <laughs> but I think it's really about remaining hopeful, you know, in a situation that might be challenging, like, you know, yeah, just really like the word hope is coming to mind for me. Um, and how I connect with my inner optimist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say for me, I really like to like dance, like when I need yeah, to like get awesome. in a good mood. <laughs> yeah. Like I will go and have, I call them like my dance parties and I'll just like go in my bedroom, like put on my headphones and like whatever music I'm liking at the time. Um, that really helps me. And then I also like to, I have this like list on my phone of times when things like seemed like they weren't working out and then they actually did. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I came up with it a couple of years ago during like a really challenging time. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a list of all the things that have like gone right when I thought they weren't going to. Um, yeah. Or sometimes it's even like you don't find out until years later, you know, like you're like, oh, that horrible thing happened. And now I see why. Yeah, well, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'll kind of like, if I'm feeling a little bit like pessimistic, you know, I'll kind of like look at that list and be like, okay, remember all these times. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What, um, so you have an interesting background where I know you're in the intuitive industry now, which is awesome. Do you tell us a little bit about like where you started out and your journey to where you are now? Yeah, uh, it was quite the long journey. That's okay. So, <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Uh, well, so I went to school for retail merchandising and product development. Uh, so I got both my bachelor's and my master's in that. And I went on to, after graduation, I worked for like a major retailer as an assistant buyer, um, which for those who aren't familiar with buying, it's basically the people that um, pick out what's going to be in each line, like the spring line, the fall line, whatever you kind of like pick out what the styles are going to be. And then you also do, which I didn't realize at the time you do a lot of math. So you figure <laughs> out. Yeah how much you're going to buy, what the price is going to be, what your profit's going to be, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I landed what I thought was my dream job in New York City doing that. Um, quickly found out it was not for me. So it was a very, I would say like a devil wears product experience. I always describe it as. Yeah. Um, just very, very difficult personalities, like 
to the extreme though. Um, just I mean, that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Harsh working conditions. I worked six days a week, really long hours. Uh, it was, it was tough and I, kind of found myself like that's actually where my anxiety really started coming from yeah. because it was so stressful on me and I was you know just graduated college had this horrible job I grew up in Florida so moving to New York City was like a huge yeah. adjustment for me uh, even though it was my dream I had grown up going to New York City I had family there and yeah. I wanted to move there so I think um yeah, that like all of that not turning out how I thought it was going to was like very stressful for me. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I lasted about a year at that job. Couldn't okay. take it anymore. And then at this point, I started getting really into like personal development and self-help books and yeah. all of that kind of stuff just to try to like deal with all of the anxiety and things that I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually when I met Nikki, cause she had a video on YouTube called what to do when you hate your job, which I that's had typed awesome. in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to YouTube, just trying to do anything yeah. uh, to help myself. And, um, I ended up like working with her as like a life coach mm-hmm. and a blogging coach. She was doing blogging coaching at the time. And she asked me to be her assistant, um, which I'll circle back around to later. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I started working for her on the side of that job, quit that job, and then just had a series of other jobs, just trying to figure out like what I was meant to do um, because I was really into the concept of like finding my purpose at that time. So I did marketing for an agency. I tried to be a meditation teacher. I tried to be a blogger. Um, I worked in human resources. I was really kind of like hopping around and nothing was really like clicking. Like it seemed to be that I just like would attract these like really toxic work environments and like horrible bosses, like anywhere I went. Um, so that's usually the reason why I would end up leaving. Um, and all the way, I was still working for Nikki on the side. We were growing her business uh, because we always wanted me to be able to join her full time, but it just was not possible in the beginning. Yeah. You know, we were making yeah. like nothing. Yeah. Um, so anyways, eventually we grew the business to the point where I could join full time um, yeah. almost two years ago now. So that is my story. <laughs> So there's so many like good nuggets that I'm going to like circle back to. Yeah. I hope everyone is able to follow along. I know it was a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was perfectly in chronological order and like very few side tangents, which I know I, that is like my weakness. Is <laughs> side tangent. Um, so when you were in those jobs and you talked about, like, you got to this point where you were like, what to do if you hate your job, how did yeah. you kind of continue to not just persevere, but like maintain hope, maintain optimism when you're really, you know, weighed down by, you know, this was your dream job and wasn't what at all, what you thought it was going to be. It wasn't, you know, fulfilling. And now you have to go somewhere out, like into the unknown, essentially. Right. I think for me in that moment, it was the little things would keep me sort of optimistic and hopeful. Um, Like I remember uh, making pancakes every Sunday, like from scratch because I needed 
something to like bring me joy. Yeah. Um, like I said, I had one day a week off work, which was Saturdays. Yeah. So I always made the effort to like, I'm going to do something. Um, luckily, you know, I lived in New York, so there were a lot of things yeah. to do. <laughs> so, you know, going to a museum, getting brunch with a friend, um, spending time in nature, which is hard in the city, but like I would go to Central Park and like carve yeah. out a little space. Um, so I think just like making sure I sort of had these like bright spots in my week, um, even if they were just small moments because I really didn't have a lot of time. I was working so many hours. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, I did get into sort of like the help, self-help and development yeah. stuff at that time. So reading books, um, you know, finding YouTube videos, yeah. finding stories of other people that had like been in my situation and then got out of it or people that had their dream jobs or businesses like made me feel really encouraged. Yeah. At what point did you know that it was time for you to like leave the industry or like this was not the place for you? Yeah. Um, gosh, it was evident for me pretty early on, okay. but I would say a couple months before that one year mark, I got really sick. Like it was like the flu or something. Okay. Um, my boss's boss gave it to me actually this was the time before COVID when people would like come to work sick and like wear yeah. it as a badge of honor yeah. you know like yeah. I'm here and I have 102 degree fever you know it's like yeah. congratulations like yeah. you know, you're getting the whole office sick yeah. so I remember she came in she was sick as a dog I end up getting sick from her and I'm coming to work because that's what you do or whatever and I'm like sitting at my desk like dying like I am so sick yeah and I just remember like what am I doing here like this is ridiculous like I am killing myself yeah. um and I remember too I, this is what really sent me over the edge was so that woman that got me sick my boss's boss walked in saw me seizing my head off whatever she's like oh she has to go home and I'm like oh thank god and my boss swivels around in her chair and was like she can't go home I need her here and I just remember like almost being in tears like oh my god I just want to go home so bad and yeah. I I was able to go home luckily oh did I lose you I think I think it was just for a second but I heard oh, okay. yeah I heard okay, it. Okay. <laughs> so anyways boss's boss is like no she's gonna go home my boss was like well you better take your computer with you and I just remember like laying in my bed like seriously 102 fever like sweating like barely conscious and like trying to like respond to like these messages and I just remember like, I, I like, can't do this anymore. Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Like this person doesn't even respect me as a human, you know, yeah. like to have one day off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after that, I just was like, I ended up staying a little bit longer after that. I remember I like went on this vacation to San Francisco. I was actually able to get like a couple of days off. And I remember being on that trip and having that like, space for the first yeah. time in like a year and being like, when I get home, I'm quitting. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I literally went in that Monday and I was like, yeah. I need to talk to you. I quit. Yeah. 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 What yeah. would you, what would you say are like some generalized signs that you might tell other people who are like, I don't know if I'm in the right spot. Like this is my dream job because mm -hmm. a lot of people do the thing where, okay, this is what we fixated on, you know, our whole lives. This was our dream job. We have it right. and convince themselves that this is for them because this is what they've always wanted. So what are kind of some, I guess, signs or red flags, if you will, that it's not actually aligned with where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Based off yeah. I would say 
if it's not making you happy, um, which I know is such a generic answer, but I think there's a difference between something being challenging and you sort of having to just learn and grow and you're new to this role and, you know, whatever, but you still really enjoy it, but you just have to get a little bit better at it. You have to get more refined. You have to get skills. Yeah. And then something that's like, this is just not for me. Like, it's just yeah. not clicking. It's not making me happy, um, which I can which I think can be such a hard thing to admit to um, because I'll also be honest, that job also was not a good fit for me and like my natural skill sets. Uh, like I said, it was very math-based. I am not a math person. I have never been a math person. Uh, I took the job thinking it was more about being creative and sort of picking out the clothes and that kind of thing and not so much the math. Um, so it just wasn't in line with like my natural gifts. I didn't have an interest in it. I, I really wasn't good at it. Um, not only was the environment making me miserable, but like the work was making me miserable as well. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. Yes, yes absolutely. I, I was thinking of a couple jobs in my head as you were saying that with it, I've had in the past where I'm like, oh yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up like navigating the direction that you were, you know, moving forward? Like, how did you choose, choose the next step out of, okay, I quit my job and now I'm going out into the unknown, you know, yeah. steps forward. I know you said you kind of had um, different jobs and things like that, but what were your kind of first little steps out of that, out of there? Yeah. So at the time I had a blog uh, that I had started when I was in fashion school. And this was the time of like bloggers, like not even really like Instagrammers, like the true like <laughs> yeah, bloggers yeah. and yeah, I'm not that old guys, <laughs> but this was like, uh, I don't know, what was it? 2015 or something. Um, so I had this blog and I thought, okay, well, I, I enjoy doing my blog, like the little time that I had, it wasn't very consistent, but when yeah. I did get to do it, I enjoyed it. And I thought maybe, you know, I can do this and blogging involves social media. And that's, that seems fun. Like I kind of just followed what seemed fun since I was so miserable at the time yeah. uh, and doing things that weren't fun for me at all. So that's how I kind of got the idea that maybe I'll do social media at a marketing agency. Okay. Um, so that was like my next step and then got that job and I liked it. It was so much better than the fashion industry. I had actually an amazing boss there, um, but it was a startup and basically there was like some financial issues going on there. We weren't getting our paychecks and I was like, yeah. okay. And it didn't light me up in the way that I thought it would. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I was really into finding my purpose at this point and I was sort of relentless about it. Um, and I was a little hard on myself for that. I'm like, gosh, like this is an okay industry. Like, why can't you just like accept it? You know, but I still wasn't feeling that light going off that yeah. like, this is my thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so from there, I, I kind of wavered for a little bit. Like that's where I was like, oh, well, I just want to help people. So maybe I will do, like, I was, you know, reading all this self-help stuff and finding these life coaches and blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I'll like be a life coach. And maybe I'll like, yeah. I took a meditation teacher training and maybe I'll do that. Um, and that ended up not working out for me. I like, wasn't making money. And I lived in New York city. Like I had to pay my bills. Oh yeah. 
um, you know, so I was like, okay, what else can I do? And I actually considered being a mental health, like counselor for like half a second. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, but then I have to go back to school and I already have all this college debt. Um, so then I was like, well, you know, what about human resources? That kind of like helps people in a different way. Um, and I knew that when you work in HR, you get to set up like corporate wellness activities for employees and things like that. And so I thought, okay, that would be interesting. Um, so again, I went into that and I did that for about three years. That was like the longest I had done something. Um, and I hope, I know this might sound a little bit like job hobby, but I'm hoping like maybe some other millennials or like Gen Z out there can sort of relate because not everyone does have a linear path. So I hope I'm yeah, showing no, you. No, I'm already relating because I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully if you, if this is you, you know, you're not the only one. Yeah. Um. So anyways, I'm in HR and again, it was a similar feeling to uh, when I worked in social media, like it was just okay. Like the job itself was fine. You know, like it wasn't horrible. The environment wasn't great. I worked for a nonprofit. I didn't get paid that well. And there were nonprofits are hard. (laughs) They're tough. You know, especially when you live in a big city, it's like, you really can't take that sacrifice of like making so little. Um, and there were, again, I, like I said, I tend to attract like toxic, like bosses and things like that. So once again, had some like really difficult personalities there And at this point I was like, okay, like, I just don't think maybe like working for other people is for me. Um, Besides working for Nikki, again, I had kept her all these years. So at this point it had been so many years, like today we've worked together, like almost nine years. Um, And so I was like, the only thing I like to do is work for Nikki. Like that is literally (laughs) the only thing that's brought me joy. And working for her is sort of like, you know, being an entrepreneur because she really valued my opinion. And we really like ran the business sort of as partners. Um, Like if I had an idea, we would go with it. And um, so we just kind of decided, okay, like we really want me to be able to join the business full time. And the business had grown a lot at that point, but it still wasn't enough to support like two full-time salaries, basically. Um, So we really just like, put all our manifesting power out there. Uh, we ended up launching a new program, which is what you yes. took soul teacher. Now it's called soul reading method, which brought the business to a new level. And I was able to join full time. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like listening to your story, I'm like, wow, she must be like a very powerful specific manifester because <laughs> to be able to be like, yeah, I think I'm just going to try this in this job. Um, it's so like, I'm like, that's awesome. Like, you were just like, I'm going to try it. Okay. It didn't work out ne- onto the next. That's awesome. Thank you. I didn't feel that way at the time. I felt <laughs> flaky, but um, I just knew I couldn't, I just couldn't be one of those people that like worked the same job for 40 years and was just like miserable and like accepted that like jobs suck, you know, like people yeah, say yeah, in the same way, <laughs> the same yeah, way yeah. Where I'm like my roommate always makes fun of me. Cause she's just like, you will literally leave a job. Like I've never seen. And I was like, I will, I don't. <laughs> yeah yeah like, not at the expense of my health or my family or anything exactly um one of the things I was going to ask was like a lot of millennials I don't know if Gen Z feels this way as much I don't know if my sisters feel that way but um I know yeah. for myself as a millennial one of the things that like was really difficult for me and is still really difficult is that honoring okay this just isn't like making me happy and facing the Mm -hmm. honesty instead of just, you know, biting the bullet and grinding. 
you know, and just, I'm just going to keep stick it out at this job. Like, so how did you kind of combat that? And I don't know if like, you know, you had that I like identity growing up. I know for me, that was like, my parents were always like, you're, you, it's supposed to be really, really hard. And you're supposed to be miserable in the beginning if you're doing it right. Oh yeah. You know, for sure. I feel like that's our parents' generation. Yes, you know, that's yes, how they were exactly. raised. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Um, so how did I sort of like reconcile yes, that with myself? Yeah. And keep going on, on your unique path. Yeah. I think for me, because again, yeah, I definitely struggle with that. I had people in my life that were like, okay, Danica, like work sucks, like deal with yeah. it, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. you got to make money or whatever. But I saw so many people in my life and like in the world that did that and they were so miserable. So I just was like, well, why am I going to listen to their advice? Not that I don't love them and respect okay. them maybe on other topics, but like, you know, I don't see anyone that's doing that. And that has like this happy, full life. Um, so for me, I just, I kind of had to stay focused on my big vision for myself. Like I wanted this certain life for myself. Um, and I kind of had to just like tone or, um, Everything you know, tune all of that out. Yeah. Even within myself. Cause like I said, I did have moments where I did feel guilty or like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be like everyone else? Um, yeah. But to me, the feelings of like happiness and freedom and all that stuff that I wanted in my life were more important to me than dealing with what other people had to say or those moments of doubt within myself. Yeah. Okay. So what did you, what would you say to people of like, how do you know when it, when to kind of stick it out when it's just kind of, you know, like it's hard, but you're seeing if it's still aligned with you and when to actually pivot and move on. So, you know, you've had those different jobs. How did you know? it was time to go because there were some that you said, okay, like I feel okay, but you know, it's not the thing. Yeah. I think with jobs, um, I think for me, the biggest thing I knew, like it was time to pivot when I felt like my mental health was like, um, not doing well. So at that first job, I really, you know, struggled. Like I, I was starting, like, I was very anxious and I was starting to move into like a mild depression too. Like I was like, this is yeah. not healthy for me. The other jobs where it was just okay. And I could sort of like, I think that's why I could continue them a little bit longer. Cause it wasn't like my mental health was being, uh, was at risk or anything. So I could keep going. I just knew that I wasn't happy, but it wasn't like dire, like must leave now, you know, like this is not safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, But that's with career. And I do have some thoughts, like when it comes to business, because I do a lot of like uh, business strategy now. And I think in business, it's different. It's um, like, because we pivot a lot in our business. Obviously, it's an intuitive business. So, (laughs) you know, Nikki gets hits or I get a hit and I'm like, oh, we should do this. And I think, you know, it's time to pivot in business when you've sort of like tried everything and it's like just not working and you're not excited about it anymore. Like, um, you know, there've been times where we've tried something in the business and like, we're like, okay, we're going to launch this, you know, program. We're going to try this marketing strategy and like the marketing strategy doesn't work, but I'm still like really excited about the program. I'm like, no, 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 but this is the program. It's just like, we have to try this and we have to try that. Yeah, and like, okay. you have okay. almost this excitement to like, keep going. 
Um, and then other times there's a time you're like, okay, like we've tried everything. I'm not even excited about this anymore. I actually have this like new idea that seems better. (laughs) So do you feel like the pivoting that you did earlier on in your career helped you to be able to take pivots in the business? Yeah, I definitely do. Because I think when we pivot, sometimes we're afraid to pivot because we're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid that it's not going to work out. And I think um, all the pivots that I took in my career, eventually they all worked out. You know, even having that horrible first job was the reason that I'm here today because I met Nikki through that. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have never Googled what to do when you hit your job if I didn't hate my job. So I think, again, and back to that list that I talked about that I make on my phone, I think for me, like seeing the proof that like it does work out when you pivot, um, yeah, definitely helps me pivot in business. So do you, and now this is just like a question that popped in my head. You work for an intuitive business. Do you find yourself using your intuition? And did you use that like along the way? Yeah, I definitely find myself using my intuition now, um, I guess in a more strategic way or like intentional way is the word because I've learned different things from Nikki, oh, you know, sitting in meditation and different visuals and things like that. Um, I don't think I called it intuition back then when I was pivoting throughout my career. I didn't even really know. I didn't even know about this stuff at all. Um, I was on like the baseline self-help, you know? Yeah, not like this far in. Um, But I did use like gut feelings, I think I would call it at the time. Um, You know, I would tell people like, like when I knew a job wasn't right for me, I would just say like, I just know like this isn't it. I don't feel it. I would use words like that. What would you say is the most difficult part of like the pivoting process? of finding the right thing, the right, either the career or the business idea. I guess it is that like trusting and believing in yourself enough to make the pivot because, and and getting over the fear and sort of like doing it anyways, because I think a lot of people, like I've seen in my life, they won't make that leap or of that pivot into a career change because they're so scared. They're like, well, what if that doesn't work out either? And then I was 10 years into this other thing and I could have just kept climbing up. So I think that can be the most difficult thing is just actually doing the thing, like getting yourself there. So, and you mentioned like trusting yourself. What are some of the key steps or how can somebody start to trust themselves? Because I think for a lot of us, we don't like that's a, that's a really big thing that people they mm-hmm. don't trust themselves whether it's like on a body subconscious level or it's an actual conscious like i don't trust my decisions type of thing i mean i think self trust is something that i am still working yeah. on i think like it's a lifelong oh, thing um i think though something i actually learned from nikki that was really helpful for me is being okay with failure because i think that helps you take risk and trusting yourself that like, okay, like if I take this risk and it doesn't work out the way that I think it's going to, I'm still going to be okay. You know, that's something that's helped me because in the past, and I think corporate America kind of like does this to you, at least this is my experience where like, 
failure was not allowed. Like if any mistake was made, <laughs> people were getting fired, you're getting in trouble, right? You're getting put on a performance improvement plan. Uh, a lot of jobs I worked at, it was like, who can we point the finger at? Like the, in fashion, like this style didn't sell well. Well, it was your idea, you know? So I got used to like, failure isn't okay. And then when I started working with Nikki, she's like, no, failure is okay. This is just trial and error. Like, let's try something. Okay, it didn't work. Great. Next thing, getting comfortable with that can really help with your sense of self-trust because you can show yourself that like, okay, even when things don't work out, I can take this next step. Absolutely. And now you mentioned before how there's this hustle grind mindset. And it wasn't mm -hmm. good for your mental health. For a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business people, that, especially that are starting out, hustle and grinding is what they eat, sleep, and breathe. So what right. would you say is the key finding that balance of like, okay, you know, you and Nikki really put in work into this, into the business to make it what it is today. How do you balance the hustle, the grind, mental health, and taking your just life in general? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I definitely used to subscribe to that hustle yeah. culture too, right? You know, I I really I'm like, I'm not going to hustle. It's <laughs> Right. Um, I think it's a couple of things. One, I've learned several times because I've been forced to learn that like, if I don't take care of myself, then I will burn out. And then like, I'm not going to do anything because I'm burnt out. Like I literally, my body actually almost forces me to take a break when I push myself too hard. Uh, I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but like, I will literally like get sick. And then like, I'm forced to take like three yeah. or four days off because I pushed myself too hard. And so I think because I don't want to get to that place, I try consciously make sure I'm taking breaks for myself throughout the day. I actually love to travel. So I like, try to always have vacations planned and, you know, know that I have that dedicated time off. I also think you have to know what's worth hustling for. Um, so you kind of have to weigh like your effort versus what you're getting Um on the other side, like a perfect example of that. We just tried something new in the business where we had, um, we hired these like assistants to chop up a bunch of Nikki's old content into Instagram reels. You might've seen them like going up and it was a lot of work because I had to find all these old videos. I had to watch them. I had to put timestamps of like what we want clipped. I mean, this was taking me hours upon hours upon hours. The results that we were getting just weren't there you know, and I was like, okay, this is not worth my time. So sometimes I think you have to be aware of what you're hustling for and is it even worth it? Or I've seen business owners like they'll spend, I don't know, 50 hours on their website and they're not promoting their products at all. And their time would have been better spent like promoting their services. You know, for people who, especially like in the beginning, because I know you said that there was a point in time when you guys were like, we're going all in, you know, what did you guys do to to make sure that you didn't burn out in the beginning of the business? Well, in the very beginning, I would say, do you mean like when we were ready to? Yeah, when you were like, like we're going real. all in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I would say that because we were already a few years into the business yeah, okay. at that point. Um, so we more got strategic at that point, I would say like, we were like, okay, like it takes this amount of money to bring Danica on full time. Like, I remember we got like very clear, like I need X amount. Um, okay. Well, that means the business has to bring in this amount because Nikki's salary is this, the expenses are X, Y, Z. Okay. Like Nikki had the idea for the program. Okay. Yeah. What are we going to price it at? How many people do we need in the program? Like consistently to hit that yeah. number that we need. Yeah. And yeah, at that point, I feel like we just got so intentional and strategic 
with what we wanted. And we were just like manifesting every day, like visualizing every day. Um, also upping our skills of with marketing, like being like, okay, like how do you do email marketing really well? You know, yeah. how do you promote a course? Like I'm like a forever learner. So I'm always like on YouTube. Um, if I need to buy a course, if I need to buy like an audio book, just like trying to up my skills. Yeah. And I feel like at that time we really upped both like our actual business skills and yeah. our manifesting as well. That is awesome. So with this like long process to where you are now, what is the thing that you feel like you learned about yourself the most? How differently do you either view yourself or what is your relationship with yourself like versus, you know, where you were at 10 years ago? Like the biggest thing I learned was how strong I am, you know, like, uh, because I feel like there were moments throughout my journey that I, you know, did want to give up or I felt like, gosh, maybe I can't do it. Maybe this is too crazy. Maybe yeah. I should just be like everybody else. And I think I learned like about perseverance and that like, uh, yeah, just like strength and also learning how to uh, tune other people out and their opinions, which was really hard for me in the beginning. I actually used to be the type of person that like would call like all my friends and family when I had to make a decision, like I had to know like what everybody thought, you know, like, yeah, yeah. what do you think I should do? What do you... And I realized like, like I was saying earlier, you can't really ask for people's opinion on things that haven't done what you want to do, because of course it's going to be different than what you need to hear. I think like you shouldn't ask like non-entrepreneurs about business because yeah. they don't have a business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like learning to trust myself, learning my own strength. Okay. And what do you like advice do you have for people who want to leave their jobs, but they're afraid to leave their jobs? Um, and they, they might want something more. They don't quite know what, but they know that it's, they're just not in the spot they want to be at for the rest of their life. Yeah. I would say if you're in that spot and you're just not sure what you want to do, definitely starting to get curious about that. Um, now that I do know about the wonderful world of uh, intuitive readings, yeah. I would say definitely get a reading with someone um, because, you know, they can look into your path and purpose, yeah. which is so incredibly helpful. Um, yeah. It's something that I wish I knew about all those years ago. Yeah. Uh, so definitely that, but there's other, you know, books out there. Um, you know, I remember at the time I was reading, I think there's one like, what color is your parachute or something like more traditional books, like trying to figure out, you know, what it is that you enjoy writing down, maybe like what skills you have, what interests you have, um, even like identifying moments of like jealousy. Sometimes I say, like, if you see someone online and you're like, oh, I wish I could be doing that. That's so unfair. Whatever. Maybe you're just admiring them, like yeah. paying attention to that. Yeah. Cause that's probably like a sign for you that you want to do something similar. Yeah. I always tell um, people when you start judging somebody, like for me, it was always like, oh, well that worked out for them because of this. That, totally. They have a rich husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was how, like, I wanted that, but I don't feel that I can have that, which is a huge, like, I'm always like, yeah. red flag, but a good red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I would start there if you're like totally lost. And then for people that know what they want to do, but maybe you're just afraid or you're like, I don't know how to get there. I always like to sort of like visualize, okay, where I want to be, where I'm at now. And then what are the steps 
in between and kind of like take it step by step. Like I've done that since I was a kid. Um, actually learned it from my mom. Like even with like homework assignments, like she'd be like, okay, you just read 10 pages a day or whatever until you finish the whole book. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of brought that into my life as an adult. So I just like to take it step by step. Um, I've obviously left my job multiple times, like not having another job lined up or like not super prepared. I don't recommend that because I think it can be like very stressful unless you have, you know, someone else that can help you during that time to like make sure your bills are paid basically. Um, So I'm a big believer in side hustling. Like if there's something that you want to do, I would say, especially if it's starting a business, because you obviously have more like control over that, like starting it now and like slowly building it up on the side so that when you are ready to leave your full-time job, like you have the income basically to support you. Um, But I would say if you're someone that doesn't want to start a business and you just want a new career, you can do something similar, but you can start to maybe like do informational interviews with people in the industry that you want to go into. Um, You know, maybe if you have an alumni association at your college or something like that, where you can like meet other people that graduated from your university and, you know, you can interview them. Um, see if you can like shadow them one day, like maybe you take a day off work and you shadow them um, or maybe you start doing it on the side. Like I've, I've had a friend that like wanted to get into accounting. So she took this like freelance, like accounting job, you know, on the side, see if she liked it. So yeah, I'm a big fan of just kind of like dipping your toe in so that you yeah. can feel prepared and secure when yeah. you're ready to leave. That's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. I'm like, wow, this is, would have been great advice for me to hear when I was just starting out. Oh, um, thank you. Now you mentioned that like where you came from and going into an intuitive business, do you, what would you say was like that you learned into intuition wise or not even intuition wise, but just like, it sounds like you, you weren't really aware of like intuitive readings or like energetic readings, all that kind of stuff before meeting Nikki. So what, what, what has that been like to be introduced to that world? And, you know, maybe something of like, what do you, how would you explain it to people who don't know who were where you were at in the sense, don't know what it is. Um, Cause I know a lot of my guests are all like intuitive. So they're, okay. so it's interesting to hear a perspective from somebody who came from not, not being in that industry um, before. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my experience was super interesting because actually when I met Nikki, she wasn't publicly like saying she was doing this work. So she was doing more like the general life coaching. Like I said, she even did blogging coaching for a little bit. And so I kind of got to see her like slowly introduce it into Uh, her work. Um, And the coolest part for me was just seeing that it actually does work. Like she would like know things about me that I hadn't shared, you know, Um, and that happens to me all the time. I've gotten a bunch of reading sense. Um, A lot of times the students will practice on me and things like that. And so (laughs) these people really don't know me, right? Like they're on the other other side of the world and they'll be like, oh, did this ever happen to you in childhood? And I'm like, oh my God, you know, like (laughs) how did she know that so I think like for people that aren't familiar with this at all like if you can just get an experience I think uh, and if you're feeling kind of like doubtful about it I think that will like shift your um viewpoint because you'll probably be very surprised uh 
And it's also not what you think. I think when I used to think of like intuitive and psychics, it's like someone with a crystal ball that's like in yes. five years, you're going to like meet this person and then they're yeah. going to give you $20 and the, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, but, the, like the back, the back alley, like psychics that you see on yes. like, shows or the phone call. Yeah, exactly. And people that are trying to like rip you off or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny. It's really, I mean, if you go to the right person, there's yeah. definitely still, I just want to this. Like, yes. Yeah. And there's <laughs> a lot of scammers on Instagram now, unfortunately, and all that kind of stuff. But if you go to like a true professional, it's more of like a meeting with your soul. Like, you know, Nikki always calls it like, I feel like you'll leave the experience understanding yourself better. Uh, and they're really giving you like a good intuitive is really giving you like tools. I feel like to understand yourself better, um, or just like sharing knowledge about your soul that maybe like you didn't even realize. Um, and so you can feel validated too. That's another thing I think that comes from like an intuitive reading is feeling very seen and validated by the person. Um, and it's not just about predictions and all of that kind of stuff. I think a lot of people do, they go into it thinking like they're going to get all of their life, like given to them. And I'm like, it is not like that at all. (laughs) No, no. I always like to say they get, if they do do predictions, it's more of like future possibilities. We like to call it Uh, like I had a reading recently where like the person, like it was a great reading and she gave me like what my future could be, but like, she made it very clear that like, but like, it is just a possibility. And actually like you have to work on X, Y, Z things. And it was all things that I knew about anyways, that I've kind of not wanted to work on. Right. Um, (laughs) But you know, it was like, you have to do those things and heal those things in order to like bring this future possibility into fruition. Um, so yeah, I remember, I, Oh, I don't remember. I say that to clients all the time where I'm like, this is just like in the business readings where I'm like, here, this is an opportunity, but A, B, C, D, and E have to like happen. And you have to like commit to this for this to happen. And it's usually telling us something that you don't, that you've egotistically been avoiding. Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. And we all have like free will too. So, you know, someone might see a future for you today because you're making X, Y, Z decisions. And then two months from now, you're like, well, actually I decided to move to, I don't know, Australia. And it's like, well, now you have a whole other future pathway open for you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, but they're so fun. I love them. I, yes. yeah. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, for any beginners out there, if you can just get a reading, uh, or, you know, like start maybe with podcasts, like this, so many, there's so many great people out there. I mean, obviously you have so many great guests on this show. So kind of just dip your toes in a little bit and follow your curiosity. Yeah. It took me like, I don't even know how many years I started following Nikki in 27, 2016, 2017. And I think, and I didn't get my first reading until 2021. So like it took oh, wow. yeah. for a long time. I was like, Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> it takes time and you can feel scared. Like, oh God, what's this person going to tell me? You know? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else that you want to share with people or any other like words of wisdom um, that you feel are important just based off the stuff we talked about today? I think we covered it. Um, I would say just the biggest thing is to learn to trust yourself 
enough to follow your dreams. I would say, you know, like, um, it's like that corny quote that like doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will or whatever. But I have seen that firsthand, you know, like Nikki and I, so now we've started training other spiritual entrepreneurs and, you know, it does happen where it's like, you're the only one sort of like blocking yourself from your dream. So I would just say, at least try, I always say like, you can always go back to whatever job you had. You can yeah. get another job, like at least try. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And how can people get in touch with you if they want to specifically, you know, work with you or they want to pick your brain about stuff, you know? Yeah. That- yeah. Um, so I, I'm so like deep into Nikki's business, you guys. So you'll see that I don't have much <laughs> on my own social media, my business, social media, but I do check it. So if you want to send me DMS or anything, I love to like connect with everyone. So it's, um, at the Colucci co LLC, which is C O L E C C I LLC. I actually don't even know if there's a the in front of it. I'm the worst. You guys, okay, but will... in the show notes. Show yeah, notes. She'll, <laughs> she'll put it in the show notes. Um, and my website is www.thecoluchico.com. So T H E C O L U C C I.com. So that'll be in there and you can connect to me there. But I seriously, I love to talk to people about like leaving their jobs or of course business. So anything you guys want to chat about, you can hit me up. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you liked what you heard, share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. Your support means so much to me. And I love sharing all this information with you. So if you heard something that really resonated or felt inspiring, make sure to share with a friend or family. Have a great day. See you next time.